All right, welcome to Gone Trippin' Podcast. Your favorite travel podcast. Gone Trippin' Podcast! Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> All right, so uh, today's episode, awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Euro motorcycle discussion, and uh, yeah. we learned so much about Euro motorcycles. Yeah, and I mean, it was it was so content-heavy that we actually had to split into two episodes. Yes. Seal Notice, this is part one, and you'll be getting uh, part two after the weekend. So check in on Monday, GoneTrippinPodcast.com. Yeah. Of course. And or your favorite podcast listening app for part two on monday yeah and uh, before we get going too far we got solicity cloud as always yes yeah, solicity cloud they are the website experts so if you're trying to improve your website um you don't have a website at all and you want a new one um or you know you're just trying to raise your you know results in google it's really important for a lot of businesses so they did the gone tripping podcast website so yeah they did. Gone, they did a great you know, job check it out and then uh, click the link over to solicitycloud.com yeah. see if they can help you out Here's your episode. I am gone tripping. Here we are, gone tripping podcast. Yes, back excited. at it. Yeah, I'm excited for our guest today. Yeah, um, you. Of course, you are. You, I know, right? Well, it's <laughs> one of those things where you know we had uh, Wolf dot Run. Yeah, with Wolf Jonathan. Pack. Yeah, Wolf Pack dot Run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and. We got talking about something. He brought it up, and it just like all of a sudden this spark of joy in my, right. in my soul yeah. <laughs> came out. And uh, yeah, and and so we're talking Ural motorcycles. Yes. Um, yeah, and so uh, pretty excited about it. So today we have our guest. Yeah, Corey Wilkinson, um, creative director of the Wilkinson Brothers and Good Spark Garage. Yes, and they help uh, Ural motorcycles. Hey, yeah. Corey. <laughs> hey guys, good to be here. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thank good, you. Good, good. How's the weather over in Indiana? We got a lot of rain going on here. Uh, it's definitely raining, but, definitely uh, raining. <laughs> but uh, tolerable temperatures. We'll take it. Awesome. Oh, nice. Awesome. Nice. Has uh, not been tolerable here. I think yeah. It's like 92% humidity here. Oh, my goodness. It's been horrible. That's and, the uh, real problem. Coming from out, you know, dry west. Well, you're out there. Yeah. Uh, it was much nicer. It, yeah. They were complaining about the humidity at like 52%. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Cameron just got back from Disneyland yes. and uh, didn't bring me back anything. No, so, I didn't actually. Um, I was yeah. going to so I was going to get you something. I saw this uh, Route 66 thing because oh, cars. Yeah. Um, and it was like it was smaller than my palm and it was $30. And I was like, ooh, sorry, Ren. I'm not worth $30 You're not to you. Worth $30 okay. to me. You're shunned, <laughs> You're shunned today. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, before we get going too far, Corey, we're going to introduce our drink of the day. So today we have Big Red Cream Soda, the original. Delicious. Mm, Different. Yes. Made with real sugar. And I know- We're such a sucker for real sugar. Yeah. Speaking of real sugar, um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, so California, got to love California. Oh, yeah. Not only are they banning plastic straws- Which, by the way, I, I was there and I had plastic straws. Yeah, right. So I don't yeah. know if it's it hasn't taken, taken effect. effect quite yet. yet. I think it's by 2019. They have to phase out or something. But they're, right now, they're trying to actually uh, pass a bill that would uh, make it illegal for restaurants to serve anything but water and unflavored milk to, on kids' meals. So, oh. so if you take your kid to a restaurant, you're no longer able to make the decision yourself what they drink. Well, okay, so... <laughs> I, I would be really curious about the law because I wonder if it's that the restaurant can't serve sugar drinks to kids or if it's that like a kid's meal can't include it a specific, discounted. It specifically says that uh, you cannot include. Uh, so the bill, it's not passed yet, so it's not a law. Oh, cheers. But, oh, yeah. Get cheers. that in there. Got some good glass today. Yeah. But yeah, glass. It, it, was, it specifically said that uh, you that restaurants could not offer um, milk or anything but milk or uh, water as their drink for a kid's meal. You know what, what I read? This, so. That's crazy. Yeah. This drink tastes like um, those like red lollipops, you know, there's like specific, mm. like the, the lollipop it's, brand, it's probably, like melted <laughs> down into a drink. <laughs> probably where the lollipop came from. Like a red cream soda, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Cameron is not a fan of creamsicles. So right. we, we did an orange cream. Yeah, and I think I discovered he, that on he, this show. Yeah, and he uh, he's like, I don't like that. And uh, cream soda is quite differently, uh, quite different. Yeah, quite, quite dif- different. Yeah, you got it. You got than, it. Uh, like a creamsicle. Well, Big but, Red is uh, different. You know, one of the big things about Big Red too is um, Big Red is synonymous with the University of Indiana. Oh, right? is that right? 
So uh, the Hoosiers. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. That's a good big red trivia. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know well, it's popular in the Midwest, and I know it's something that if, you, if you're not used to drinking sodas and things, if you hit one of these – they're pretty overwhelming. It's yes. very sugary. Yeah, yes. it's very sweet. Well, and I, I should probably uh, say that it's not like the soda's not, but I believe Indiana Hoosiers, like they call like big red because it's uh, red and white are their colors. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a massive fan base here. It's, 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 the it's Hoosiers. Cr- it's crazy. <laughs> so Indianapolis is kind of between Purdue and IU, and there is a major rivalry between the two. So if you... If you roll through town, people fly their flags proudly. Wow. <laughs> That's, well, I, I, so you got some pretty famous alumni. Uh, mm. You got Mark Cuban. Uh, right. They went there. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Isaiah Thomas, oh. the, the 80s and early 90s basketball player, not the Isaiah Thomas that uh, went to University of Washington that plays now in the NBA. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, but Indiana is actually a really cool state. I went there the first time when we were moving out here, um, and we drove through because my brother uh, moved out there about a year, three years ago now. So we stopped in uh, West Lafayette, Indiana, mm-hmm. saw him, uh, and uh, pretty cool. cool yeah, that's Purdue country. So we're here at the uh, Good Spark Garage. We are motorcycle guys, so we don't get into too much of these stick and ball sports, yeah. but <laughs> uh, we're about 20 minutes from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and you know which is a mecca for motorsports and you know we had several years of MotoGP there so we would we would find ways to get in there and spend as much time watching the tire test uh, you know just outside of the races we would go in there for any kind of testing or uh, you know all their different carb days and there's multiple days that surround just the one day event so yeah we're pretty pretty thankful to be in the racing capital of the world they call it <laughs> that's interesting yeah no well even their their ball sports uh football that's lucas yeah. oil stadium oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, i didn't expect him uh, to refer to it as stick and ball sports i was <laughs> like where's this going <laughs> that's midwest right there yeah right exactly <laughs> but no it is it's cool that the uh the movie Hoosiers, you guys seen that? Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. It's classic. pretty iconic. That's a cult classic, and that does, I would say it's pretty accurate. It's summing up that Midwest mentality, the mm. work hard ethic, the uh, cheer for the home team, root for the high school sports. I mean, it's it's huge. I think there's, I don't know what the statistics are, but for a while there we had a large portion of the top 10 biggest high school gymnasiums in the country, which is strange. It'd be Small town Castle, Indiana might be one of the largest ones, you know, because they that many people came to high school games. Oh yeah, (laughs) no, well, and that's and that's it's you know, yeah, it's the basketball, it's the basketball state. And whenever Uh, you see uh, those like videos online of like watch these parents fight over their high school kids like basketball, (laughs) it's always the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, I love it. The the uh, you say you brought up Hoosiers. That's a great. Gene Hackman movie. Mm. Um, you have seen it? Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot he was in it actually. Yeah, yeah. He's the, oh, my dad showed it to me. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Um, well, and, and going into Euro motorcycles, mm. uh, the Great Escape. Um, that was probably the first time I ever was like, that is so cool. Have you seen the Great Escape with uh, Steve McQueen? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the iconic Steve McQueen breaking out of uh, Nazi prison camp yet again. Uh, <laughs> steals a steals a motorcycle with a sidecar. Uh, where he has one of the other guys in with him, and they're running away, uh, trying to get across the border to to flee the Nazis, and uh, just cruising around. Uh, there's nothing better than Steve McQueen uh, on a motorcycle, but uh, and uh, but yeah, so that's that's that was the first introduction to the sidecar. Um, yeah, that's a big. That's a you know, if you have many many hours to sit and watch the movie, yeah, that's a good one. But just if you wait for that scene where McQueen McQueen's character jumps the fence to escape, <laughs> yeah, actually. That's actually like an AMA racer, Bud Akins, I believe, is who that is. Oh, uh, really? Steve takes the credit for the jump, but it's uh, and he does. He is a writer. I mean, Steve yeah. McQueen was was uh, very well known for his racing, and I think he'd enter races in California, hair scrambles and things like that, under the name Harvey Mushman, so people wouldn't know that it's him. They wouldn't wow. mob him or you know, <laughs> the press. <laughs> he's pretty hardcore i think he wanted to do the jump in the movie but the producers were like hey we gotta we, we got insurance the <laughs> yeah right no that's that's awesome yeah because uh you've seen the movie tag right 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Renner apparently he broke both of his arms during that scene where he's like on top of the stack of chairs. Oh, you know, really? he like falls down and like, yeah, he broke both of his arms. Oh, gosh. And so they had to like green screen his arms <laughs> for a few scenes because like he was in full casts. And so I, I totally I, there's no way they would let him do that kind of job. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> purposes, yeah. Yeah, no, that's I think it'd be amazing. especially when you didn't have green screen technology like I, that. I mean, before it was like, well, I guess we got to wait for a year. My <laughs> wife was watching the uh, director's cut of uh Avengers Infinity War, which oh. I bought her for her birthday last week. Oh, well, that's um, congratulations. And, that's a good uh, I, Full disclosure, I'm not a Marvel guy. I just, I, yeah. I've only watched all Marvel movies here. because of my wife. <laughs> She's obsessed with them. So uh, that's all she wanted for her birthday was uh, Avengers Infinity War uh, and Infinity War. And so I got that for her. And she, last night, we put the kids to bed, just hanging out with Ike. Uh, our newborn and uh, she's like uh, Ike and I are going to finish watching director's <laughs> cut I'm like what like that's just weird to me <laughs> and uh, anyway so we're watching it and it gets to the point where they're going through the the credits mm. and they're sitting there just talking and it's like it's like the two Muppets uh, guys that are sitting there in, yeah. the, in the balcony talking and they're talking about the credits and they're like it's amazing at this now how many people it takes to actually make a movie because oh, it didn't take that yeah, many they're doing absolutely doing the movies back in the 50s and 60s it takes you like 5000 people now yeah yeah especially if like special uh, effects if you do a if you do a scene like in an, in Tokyo or something like yeah. that that requires that requires like a whole new cast of people like yeah. for all your background stuff and translators yeah, yeah. and pictures and everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, i mean can you imagine though what a time to be alive 2018 yeah. you just said that uh <laughs> you have to watch comic book superhero movies because your wife I is know. into them. <laughs> I Seriously. think it's so crazy. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. Well, I, I couldn't imagine. I, I think it'd be interesting to like uh, do a comparison of now mm -hmm. and, you know, the 50s and 60s uh, with classic movies. Uh, what, how many had body doubles? Like even now, like. Oh, yeah. Um, there's scenes that you're like, they had a body double for that? Like. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sometimes it's the weirdest stuff. Too. Yeah. Like the weirdest stuff, you know, and. Um, uh I, there was one I remember talking about, like where uh, they, uh, oh gosh, well I think the biggest one is when they do the um, the fight scenes. Mm. Oh yeah, and, I love those. yeah, and so like when you see the back of them, it's somebody different, and they <laughs> see the front of them, they're still doing the moves, but it's the actual person, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I like what's the point. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i love uh seeing like the behind the scenes pictures where like there's just like some dude in a green suit you know and he has to be there because of like uh uh you know oh he's like some cgi monster or something yeah. like that so he's just standing there like some kind of guy and like you have this big actor like acting towards him you know it's i love that kind of stuff the, the one of the ones <laughs> they were talking about was uh yeah this guy he was the cape for, oh uh, sure i can't remember the dude's name right dr strange dr strange yeah. Yeah, he's the cape and uh he was in a green suit just carrying <laughs> around his cape but uh <laughs> you gotta like be rethinking yeah. like you know man i went to school for this like, well what's <laughs> funny is Corey, you guys actually you and your brother casey you guys are twins that's right um and, yeah. yeah do you guys ever do body double stunts <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess that he is a built-in body double yeah <laughs> <laughs> We have the, the twin thing. It's funny. We're not the type of twins that try to dress the same sure. or drive the same car that's or good. anything like that. But uh, there are times that we end up doing that, whether that's trying to be in uniform or the fact that we both ride girls. Well, sure. then it looks pretty twinsy. There's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> he's got different like, colors. You know, we, <laughs> we have totally different personalities, uh, interests and family lives that, you know, we don't live next door to each other like that, but we do. So we went after high school, we went our separate ways, both did different colleges. We got our visual communication degrees. And then about, I think eight years, we both end up in Indianapolis together and thought, man, we ought to just start our own business. We're, um, you know, it felt like we were working at agencies, working 80 hours, but getting paid for 40. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. yeah so exactly. It's just, uh, you know, we'll go all in. In 2003, we started our own business called Wilkinson Brothers, appropriately, <laughs> and we kind of took like a blue-collar approach to marketing the design where we're not afraid to roll up our sleeves, we're not afraid to take criticism, we, uh, <laughs> we'll work around the clock if we have to, we're not, um, we're not too, too big for our britches, we, we're working for people, it's a service industry, so yeah. we're thankful for our clients, and then we, we started uh, kind of merging in our interest with motorcycles and motorsports 
And we had so many motorcycle stories because of all the trips and things that we've, we've done that we started Good Spark Garage to house all of that just so we didn't dilute. I remember we, uh, we talked with a client and they saw our, our design website and said, well, you guys are good, but you're kind of like gearheads. I don't know if that's, yeah. you know, I don't know if you'll understand our business. They and, uh, typecast you. <laughs> well, we got, yeah, seriously typecast. So we kind of separated it and Good Spark Garage became its own thing. It's a moto culture blog. It's definitely not as frequent frequent as we would like it to be, but you guys know how that is. It's yeah. yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But through that, we started sharing a lot of our sidecar interest. And because of that, we started getting a little more notice for that. People sharing images and videos on social media. And then that's kind of how we hooked up with Ural Motorcycles, starting a relationship. Because, I mean, really, that company is awesome at listening to the people. Yeah, It's a very small company. But we started a relationship with them and now helped them quite a bit with some marketing projects. That's awesome. Well, and, and going back to the twin thing, uh, you guys are not identical twins, correct? We are identical. Yeah. You are identical. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty rare. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, the, the, uh, the interesting, like, uh, two weeks ago or last week, I don't know, everything runs together. It was last <laughs> week or the week before, uh, in, in twins, it's like Twinstown, Ohio or something like that. There's a, oh, there's wow. a, a national twin day. You can check it out, I heard about that. <laughs> but, uh, it's in Ohio and, um, there's this thing about uh, a two brothers who are identical twins, and Twin on Town. National Twins Day in what's it called Twin Town, yeah, Twin Town, Twin Town, Ohio. Oh no, I'm sorry, Twinsburg, 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 Twinsburg. Everybody calls okay. it Twin Twins Town, Town yeah. <laughs> so they have like this National Twins Day, and the yeah, so these identical uh, twin brothers had this lifelong goal to marry another set of identical twins. <laughs> so they're like 32 or 33 years old, uh, and they met another set of twins that were in like 30, 31. Uh, and they got married on twin national twins day, uh, in twinsburg, <laughs> Ohio. Um, and they had their wedding, like it was a dual wedding and like, apparently like they bought a house that's big enough for them both to live in. And so, yeah, stuff that you're going like, what? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was normal <laughs> for twins. Point where it starts to get weird. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you guys had, siblings you know <laughs> how that kind of sibling relationship works there's you can butt heads yes uh, be best friends the good thing is is while we do butt heads we are quick to realize hey this is this is my partner in business i yeah. rely on him he relies on me and we if we have arguments we'll get over it real quick but no we there's a so my name's Corey, and his is casey which right. is it, it's twinsy a little bit yeah <laughs> twinsy <laughs> not uh I think my wife knows someone who the women are in their 60s and they've always lived with each other and they've never been married and they drive the same exact car. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it gets to the point where it's almost like, you know, it's a, I mean, I'm not going to criticize it to each of their own, but there's a point where you kind of want someone to have their own life, their own persona. Yeah, right. So, you want to so exist outside of the other person. You, you in case you don't yeah. think that you took the wrong uh, path in life, you guys should have been, you know going to college together, living together for the last uh, 20 years. Uh, we've seen enough of each other yeah. as it is at the office. But, you know, it is it's, it's, it is kind of interesting to have someone who has the same interest, you know. Uh, and what we find out is one of us might excel in one area that the other doesn't. Mm. So, uh, like, for example, Casey is a welder. Uh, he knows welding. I, I don't even – I'm not even going to read a book about it because he knows how to do it, and I just need to call him. And, <laughs> Oh, uh, sure. We've built aftermarket accessories for our motorcycles. We've built racks for our bikes when we've done big trips and <laughs> uh, things like that. And, you know, I'm, I do more of the client contact and client facing things because he would just rather not. So <laughs> I, I'll take the ball and run with it in that instance. But no, we, it's funny. We've gotten so many uh, twin things that, like, you know, like, for example, if I hit him, will you feel, feel it? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you guys talk to each other without talking? You know, there's yeah. like some sort of telepathy. Right. ESPN. Yeah. ESP. Yeah, ESP. Yeah. I know. That was a joke. From a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got that. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> and, you know, if you guys have, if you've been around your wives for, you're going to finish her sentences or sure. vice versa. I yeah. mean, there's, that's, that's kind of just how it goes when you're around someone. But yeah, it is funny that Cam and I do that all the time. Absolutely. So finish each other's yeah. sentence. Yeah, see, that's it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's but, great. That's awesome. You know, it, it's good. It's a, it's kind of, it's a built-in friend. You yeah. know, business, it helps. But when you look back on school, you know, we were both somewhat wallflowers. But if there was that time where it's, you know, the first time on the bus at kindergarten and you worry about who do I sit next to? It's like oh. I had a built-in seat partner. Or yeah. Coach yeah. Tryouts, baseball said, all right, partner up. And you were kind of worried about who, you know, those people are already friends or I don't know who I should pick. Well, we kind of quickly, you know, okay, I, I, oh, let's throw. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. For us. Well, then there's that curse when he's mad at you and he's like, you go and sit on the bus and he's like, seat's taken. Yeah. Where else do you go? <laughs> My own yeah. brother won't yeah. take me. <laughs> now you're out on your own. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, and you were talking about Ural and uh, how they're uh, a company that very easy to talk to. Mm. And that was one thing I found is they were yeah, we very- Yeah, the same experience. Yeah, very approachable. Um, and that's that's how we came about you is, you know, I was like, you know what? We talked about Ural and I was literally- like a little schoolgirl uh, <laughs> talking about Ural and and that, yeah yeah and I I mean it was I got home and I told my wife I was like yeah man I started showing her and, and and she you know she does our blog posts and stuff for the website and um uh, asked her if I could get one she said not at this point so uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah I reached out to Ural and they and they responded and and a lot of companies these days kind of close themselves off and and um. I think that uh, is unfortunate, but uh, Ural was very, very open to talking to us and immediately responded uh, and gave us you. And I don't think they could have, uh, just going through everything I went through, I don't think they could have picked a better fit for their marketing. Sure, absolutely. Um, the, uh, cool. yeah, the the Good Spark Garage, go check it out. It's super cool. And it's, it is all about motor culture and the genius you guys had of separating that because I could see that very easily, you know, going there and looking and, and, and going, Oh, these guys just do motorcycle advertising uh, and marketing um, and leave the page. But you go to Wilkinson's brothers and you get a full scale of what they do. And it's really awesome. Uh, they do really good work. Um, Thank go, you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem. Going into Ural though, and, and going to the twin thing. Yeah. So one of the first videos uh, <laughs> that I, I looked at was um, a, a soccer video you guys did for world cup because so Ural, yeah. Ural is a Russian motorcycle company. Um, and, uh, I actually read an article, uh, about the Ural motorcycle company and, um, the, what was the, what's the gentleman's name that, uh, that's the, that's basically backed his way Ilya. into it on accident <laughs> to yeah, Ilya. Ilya. Yeah. So it was a crazy, I mean, he was kind of like Ural, I guess was a big cycle company back in the, in the day. Um, and well, you, know, if you go back to late. Late thirties is when they started realizing that the army could use a well-performing motorcycle yeah. for the war effort. So, of course, they looked at BMW, who was you know doing a great job at uh, an in, you know an indestructible bike that could transport troops on the ground easily. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know they're going to look to see who's doing it well. And then by 1941, they basically you know there's all kinds of lore about how they acquired this, <laughs> how to build this thing, and I. It, to get into it now, I would have a bunch of people on the internet saying, no, he's wrong. It was yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> the war is, is very interesting, though. But to me, it's kind of like that, you know, all is fair in love and war. You, yeah. If, if, if you need a machine that works well, by whatever means, let's find out how to build one of our, on our own. Well, that's how sure. all the car companies worked back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, this was, <clears throat> there was speed required. We needed equipment. So anyway, by 1941, they had built their own first sidecar motorcycle uh and i believe it was and it will have people can fact check me but i do know that it was first being built in moscow in a factory but due to the world war uh, issues they wanted to be out of bombing range so they moved <laughs> the factory way up into the mountains the ural mountains which is where we get the name ural okay uh, and ah. so yeah they were making i mean hundreds of thousands of those things i think in in a period of a year they were cranking these things out and of course, you know, back then it was a, it was military equipment. Hmm. So back then, you know, it was almost disposable motorcycles. If it, something happens, just leave it and we'll get another one. It was one. Walmart. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. they, were, they were workhorses, they were tractors, you know, yeah. they were, they, they did their job. And then, so after, golly, you go from 1941 to the 60s and 70s, things weren't changing all that much. Then you get into the 2000s. And that's when Ilya and his partners thought, let's revive this brand, P2, 
people love it. I don't want to see it go to way, go away to nothing. Yeah. And Ilya is very much passionate and sharp about where he wants to take Ural. I mean, he is not someone who comes in and barks orders and says, this is the way it's going to be. He will, he'll read the forums. He'll read blog <laughs> posts and comments. He wants to see what people are saying about uh, oh, the product yeah. so he can improve it. So yeah, there's been even just a quick evolution from 2002. And that was the article I was reading. Today. Yeah, that was the article I was reading. And, and it, when he came in, um, it was a group of guys that came to kind of try to save this company. Uh, and um, I can't remember. It was an astronomical number. They had like, I, I want to say like 10,000 employees or something oh, that was, effect. Yeah, it was it was big like that. It, it was like a city. Yeah, it. yeah. And it was huge. Wow. And, and they had these employees in this huge warehouse. And they were making all these parts in house, um, and but the problem was is they were only selling like like a thousand units a year. Well, that's not enough. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't working <laughs> out. So they came in to try to save this thing, uh, and then uh, as they're going along, all of a sudden everybody else kind of like backed off and said, uh, "It's all up to you." <laughs> and and uh, he he's like, "Okay," so he took it in a stride, and now it's 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 growing and growing and. Um, the bikes just get keep getting better, and better. They've actually, um, you know, not built everything in house. They've gone and said, okay, they make, you know, outsource it to companies that make good parts, and sure. they take that part and they bring it in. Right. Um. And and so you're all of a sudden instead of a a bike that uh, is customized to the point to where something goes wrong, you're kind of yeah, hosed. you can take it to the <laughs> shop. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 making it more so that uh, people like me who don't know much about bikes could get one of these and be okay. Right. Um, the yeah, they, they they recognize the need to you know they had that factory that was so massive they were making nuts and bolts for the bikes. I mean it wasn't <laughs> like they were even outsourcing hardware. So now <laughs> when you go from like they had massive machines that were making spokes you know, and, and so they, I think Ilya came in and kind of consolidated that, all right, here's how much of the factory we need. Let's make it more efficient. And, you know, the bikes of today, I think 70% of them are made from outsourced components. And it's the same sources, the same part shelves that all the other major motor, motorcycle manufacturers use. So yeah. it's, it's, it's such a different animal. And I think <laughs> there's there's the challenge of dispelling people's perception that the bike is like it was in 1950. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, you I think, well, I know girl, that's an old military surplus kind of <laughs> thing. They're, they're clunky, you know, well now if you, if that was the last one you saw and then you walked up onto a 2018 model and I don't know, Ren, if you checked them out recently, but yeah, you, yeah. Know, you could the finish in the, uh, the quality they're, they're they're amazing really well so and it's funny you say that because when i was first looking four years ago i was i went straight to craigslist because and, and I, I was going to craigslist and i found one out of portland and it was like a, a 1964 i believe <laughs> wow really good shape but i was looking at it and i was like okay and and that that could be good but then i was doing the research and, and reading about the newer ones and i was like okay yeah, there's the this is this is updated, and oh, and night and day. for a gearhead, the 1964 one would be cool. I mean, that, oh, that's something cool. you guys would probably love to have in your showroom. Oh, yeah. I mean, your offices are amazing. <laughs> go to you got to go to uh, uh, go to Good Spark Garage and check out their their where they were go to work. Yeah, every day. their collection. Yeah, but that would be cool because you guys are gearheads. For me, I I want something that I can just ride right um i don't want to spend all that time trying to figure out how to make it work and i mean a uh, lot of companies had to do that after yeah. you know world war ii they had to rebrand themselves as oh, look we're not military equipment yeah. anymore <laughs> i mean bmw is a great example of that yeah um where you know it, and it's tough it's yeah. tough to go from i mean like hummers to me still don't look like civilian cars <laughs> oh, yeah. well they're illegal now right so are they really they stopped making them yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean because i mean they're i mean they were tanks yeah i mean they were it was they the, were just missing it was gun. the gas yeah, gas <laughs> yeah. guzzler but well but jeeps are kind of the same way you know they've evolved from absolutely yeah these out in the field type uh, vehicles you know yeah well, and that was the one thing with with the Ural that like uh, I, I saw I saw that ninety sixty four one I saw the new ones and like I salivate as I 
as I look at these because I'm like, this will be so much fun. Um, uh, you know, throwing the kids in the sidecar and, and going. You should have seen him watching the, the soccer video. He was yeah. at the edge of his seat. It, it, there we go, getting back. You know, we go down one rabbit hole and we come back. So <laughs> World Cup was in Russia. You guys did a soccer video. Um, and I was just like, oh, man, and you guys make it look easy. Well, we'll definitely put it on our blog yeah, so yeah, you guys can check it out. Yeah, uh, they have a couple of videos. We'll put it on the blog here. You guys check it out. But the, the soccer yeah, video. Yeah, we're definitely into soccer, and uh, hopefully that shows a little bit. You know, we're 41 years old, so we might move around a little slower than we used to. <laughs> but, we, uh, you know, to give you a little insight into the company, we said, hey, you know, World, World Cup's in Russia. It's a Russian motorcycle. We ought to do something fun for that. And yeah. the folks at Ural, they – you know, for example, we'll say, how creative or how funny do you think we should? And they're like, hey, you just hit, cross the line if you want. See what happens. Yeah, so right. <laughs> they're all about that kind of creative, make people smile, uh, make people chuckle. Uh, they're not, they don't worry about trying to be too, you know, get all this marketing speak. And I think, yeah. I think they realize that when you, you get that way in advertising, it's kind of like you wonder what the company's trying to hide. Yeah. Uh, we're, oh, yeah. We're just trying to say, look, here's the fun you can have. And, yeah. uh, and that's and that's really what Ural's all about. I think they, they refer to them as the friendliest motorcycles on the planet and how they look at their motorcycles. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm sitting there watching you guys do this. I'm like, they make it look so easy. Is it really that easy? I know. Um, and and then you're sitting here saying, well, we're not we're not stick and ball uh, folk. Right. But you guys, I thought you guys played like college soccer. The way right. You, the I know. You guys had talking about like, dang. I was pretty sure that it was like a body double situation <laughs> yeah. where like you guys, you guys film, you guys putting the helmets on and then it's like two actual soccer pros. Yeah. Cause I mean, you guys yeah. were hitting the ball with the motorcycle, with the sidecar. Yeah. With I the mean, wheels. Like, yeah. I was scoring. We, you know, we've been riding your old motorcycles since I think 2012, but we've been riding motorcycles and three wheelers and dirt bikes since we were six years old. We, uh, our dad actually surprised us with a Yamaha, Trizinger 60s PC three-wheeler <laughs> oh, and gosh. we learned how to ride it in the a very small basement of our house and we practiced riding around the ping pong table. I'm going to say, so, if, if you can I ride can, a three-wheeler, you can ride anything. Is that right? <laughs> well, you know, three-wheelers, it's funny. They, they have their, they've been outlawed. Yeah. And, you know, here we are, we're back to three-wheelers, but there's, <laughs> there's I, like, I hope what you saw there is just with a little bit of experience, those those sidecars, you know, they're dry weight, maybe 700 and so pounds. But wow. as you can see, you can ride those things around like a dirt bike. They're pretty, they're pretty agile. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Just, it's just different. And I think, I think what you bring up is, because uh, we had, we went through that process back in 12, 2012. We did the same thing you did, Ren. We were, we were amped. We, we had to have one of those sidecars and <laughs> we, we did the Craigslist thing. Yeah. And we found one in Macon, Georgia. The guy was selling and it looked great online and it was about i forget what it was 10 hour 11 hour drive i don't know wow. but we brought a trailer that's how like <laughs> yeah. we were we were going to get this thing yeah and when we first pulled up having ridden motorcycles all our lives we still had a little bit of apprehension like is this going to be are we going to be able to do this is this, is this going to be awkward and the minute you twist the throttle you go okay it's definitely different but no this is we when we came back to the guy's house after test riding it, we didn't even pull into his garage. We just pulled it back by our trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy knew there was not going to be any haggling. We wanted it. We were going to pay him what he was asking. And uh, that's yeah. Right. So, you know, with that kind of thing, we, we got, you dig deeper on our website. There's one where we uh, Casey was throwing a football, and I went out for a pass and caught the pass inside the sidecar. Yes, <laughs> yes, I saw that one too. Little things like that. Yeah. Well, and, and you talked about because that's the thing. So three wheelers is kind of funny because they were outlawed, and I I've only been on a three wheeler ATV once. Yeah, um, and that was back when my oldest sister, who's like sixteen years older than me, uh, got married, and she married this farm boy from a small town eastern Idaho, potato farmer, and uh, <laughs> they had this three wheeler, and uh, he would take us out on, on rides on it. And then yeah, it's been outlawed because they flip like no other. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, anybody who, like, <laughs> as a kid, did like the big wheel knows that those things yeah, flip. I yeah, mean, right. Well, and it's funny because making them bigger and faster doesn't make them flip right, less. Right outside the building, there's a guy like once a month. You'll see this guy, and he's cruising around on a three wheeler outside our building. And uh, <laughs> but but the one thing about the Ural that I that I love it in in the sidecars. So we just make sure that you know people listening. There's a difference between a sidecar 
three-wheeler and a three-wheeler uh, ATV. Right, right, very uh, different. Huge. Um, you know, and that's what's cool. You guys have some great videos kind of showing how easy it is to ride these. And it's a motorcycle that has this extension on it, really. It's a two-wheel right. motorcycle that has extension on it. Um, right. You guys show the, the training video showing, you know, taking turns and that kind of stuff. Right. It's I mean, very, the turn capacity is outrageous when you add that extra wheel. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. the way, like, you guys did some awesome moves where uh, you actually, you guys constantly lift that sidecar up <laughs> um, when yeah, you're doing turns. Flying the chair. Yeah. Fly, flying, flying the, the chair. chair. It's awesome. That's and, great. And Cameron hasn't seen I that video I think that's the yet. name of this uh, episode. Yeah, flying the chair. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Cameron hasn't seen that video yet. I watched it yesterday, and it it's like your 1950s uh, PE video. Oh, awesome. Uh, uh, and uh, kind of like on dodgeball. Yeah, like driver's ed videos. Yeah. You know, like, the, <laughs> like a PSA, you know, where it's uh, real proper and it's got the kind of the cheesy music. Yeah. <laughs> That's the black awesome. and white beginning. It's kind of like a It dodgeball. features somebody sitting backwards in a yeah. chair. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, it's so good. And um, But the the one that I, I, just, I actually showed a little bit to Cameron this morning was um, you guys did a trip, you and your brother, uh, on the Hatfield and McCoy trails in West Virginia. Yeah, um, right. which looked insane, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and I mean, crazy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the the one thing I would say about it is this: is is my favorite part watching that video is when you guys pull up and you run into some ATV guys, and they're like. I can't believe you guys made it up this far. <laughs> and uh, like, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. I want, I want to try one of these. So my first question to you would be is, so when are Cameron and I coming out to go camping with you guys and uh, riding <laughs> yeah. your sidecars? Pennsylvania, that's not, that's not too far away. No, we've no, had, it's seven, eight hours. <laughs> no, we've, we've had guys come by and, you know, after we vet them, they've taken test rides on our sidecars. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no kidding. Three of them ha- went straight and bought bought them. So <laughs> I will tell you this: if you know, if you did well at getting your wife the Marvel collection thing to watch, exactly, you should ask for a mural. Yes, I know, right? I got you <laughs> the Avengers. You have to reciprocate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This I, is great. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the Avengers only cost twenty two ninety seven. Right. Work, so <laughs> true. That's true. Break it up in payments, but no. But they're yes, both yeah. a lifetime investment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, honestly, if anybody, if you guys were to pull up right now to the office, we would, you know, throw a helmet on you and we'd go take a ride. And uh, that's probably, it's like a gateway drug. It's probably, (laughs) it's to create a monster. You know, when, um, actually, when we first got into it, we were at uh, the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio for AMA Vintage Motorcycle Days, which is a massive gathering of enthusiasts of vintage motorcycles. So, yeah, British bikes uh you know I mean, all kinds of euro bikes and japanese bikes and uh well there was a lady there camping in her ural we're like hey you know we'd like to ask you questions about that uh you know what's what's it like does it feel safe that we were asking all those questions that someone would ask initially and after we got to talking with her for a while she's like hey you, do you want to take a spin <laughs> so yeah once once we did that then it was just we weren't even getting work done. We were scouring Craigslist across <laughs> yeah. the United States. Like, what, maybe we can find a user for a deal. We'll get into it. We've done well, that here. Well, since then, <laughs> yeah, that was a 2010 used model. It's a Red October, which is one of their limited editions for that year. Yeah. Well, now, now we've got three Urals, and <laughs> we've got several. We've got a, in the garage here a Ducati, a Moto Guzzi, a BMW, a Kawasaki, <laughs> and. There's a couple of them already with the carburetors gummed up because we ride the sidecars all the time. Now, now I, I noticed like you guys are from Indiana, and Janus is an Indiana bike. Yeah. Is it? Do you guys have one of those? We do not. We okay. are friends with those guys. Okay. We're, we're we're supporters of them, and they couldn't be nicer guys. I don't know if you've met or talked with them or not. No, no, not. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. No, Every I, time I we talk to a motorcycle guy, we get introduced to another yeah. motorcycle guy. <laughs> well, and I, I, the only reason, full disclosure, because I'm, I'm not a bike enthusiast, uh, unfortunately, I uh, I actually saw him on your 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 website. And, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was like, those are cool looking bikes. Uh, straight out of like the twenties, you know, style. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, the ones you guys yeah, have on your side. Bikes, awesome. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, so, so my bike experiences, I had a scooter, 
um, and, uh, it was a barren motorsports. So when you hear something anymore. like that, yeah. do you, how far do your eyes roll? <laughs> I'm you know, not I, I read guy, but... on your guys' website that you were, you had some scooter history and, yes. you know, I, to me, the scooter crowd and the Janus guys came from that. Okay. They're the moped scooter guys. Yeah. And that lifestyle to me, it's a, it's a group of people that understand that horsepower and speed is not what makes motorcycles fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get where you, I, you know, we came from, we had sport bikes and things where we would, you know, do wheelies and ninjas, see how fast we could take off from stoplights and all those kinds right. of cheesy mode things. <laughs> but when you, when you, you know, we started having kids and we started getting into vintage. And then when we got the sidecars, it was the same thing. We, we started using them for utility and yeah. it wasn't about, how fast could we get to 60 miles per hour? It wasn't yeah. about, you know, pulling up next to somebody and saying, Hey, uh, what's the top speed on that? It's not that kind of bike. <laughs> and I think scooter guys probably kind of speak that language. I don't know. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no. Well, and, and it's, it's one of those things where, uh, uh, the scooter was important in my life. Uh, so growing up, uh, we had one of the old, uh, Honda express, uh, sure. mopeds. Mm. <laughs> wow. Casey's got one in the garage right now. Is it orange? What color is it? It's a blue express oh, two. Blue express two. Okay, so ours was orange, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it. Oh man, it was. I think it was like an eighty, eighty seven maybe. Jeez. But uh, <laughs> it was somewhere in the eighties, and uh, but it ran up until like the early nineties, uh, and then it just kind of sat on the side of the house for a long time, um, and uh, I, I I went to college and. My mom gave it to some kid who worked on engines and he oh. fixed it up. And I was like, I wanted that thing. Anyway, so so I Classic. went and I bought this. Uh, it was a Baron uh, Motorsports, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but uh, it was a it was called a retro uh, 150 cc scooter, and it looked kind of like a, a scooter version of a Harley. Um, <laughs> had an eagle head on the front with a emerald an eye. Head. Yeah, it was it was it was legit. Talking about legit though. I have a picture. I'll put it up on the on the post here. God, but that sounds uh, so gaudy. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And but like I literally rode around on that thing hours. If I ever got bored uh, or ever was like, you know, I need to think about stuff, I get on that thing and just ride around. And you're right, it wasn't about going zero to sixty. It was just going and having the wind go through my oh, hair. Yeah kind of go off anywhere I want and also going like, I can go drive around and it's not going to cost me 10 bucks in gas. Mm -hmm, right. uh, like if I took my car. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then of course, you know, on a date that your date has to put their arms around you. Right. So like, you yeah, gotta, you could, are, are you actually telling me that you got a date to ride on that Eagle head multiple times, <laughs> multiple times. So, yeah, well, it was, it was Idaho. So yeah. <laughs> I was in my twenties, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun and, and that, um, and that's what I think like got me actually excited about the Ural is I feel like the Ural is a perfect motorcycle, uh, for somebody who wants, it's kind of that in between, um, a full on motorcycle and a scooter. Uh, and, um, right. the, the thing that really got for me was, you know, I'm all about going out and doing adventure and going camping and, and I, I just like, I'm a little bit of a sentimental guy. So mm. like, I just see that thing and I got kids now and it's like, Hey, how fun would it be on a Sunday afternoon to throw, you know, throw the kids in and just go for a ride. Mm. And the sidecar actually fits two kids. If I yeah, saw they're correctly, small, they can sit side by side. And then if you, of course you could if you have the bench seat or mm -hmm. another seat behind the rider, you know, you can put another person there, but yeah. And I, you know, I don't know what the Idaho probably doesn't even matter, but <laughs> no, I, <laughs> what you could put in there, you know, we, I have, uh, so I have, I have four kids and I live in a neighborhood. It's a, it's a tight neighborhood. It's not like a fast road or anything. And, and I thought one day let's go get some ice cream. Well, so my wife sat behind me. I had one kid sit on the gas tank. And I put all the other kids over in the sidecar, whether they're sitting in the sidecar or on Jeez. the racks. Yeah. And they, oh, man. So a family of six, we put it down to the ice cream stand. We pull up and we all eat ice cream. And, uh, you know, on the way there, people are giving us thumbs up like, hey, that's awesome. And then, you know, of course, there might have been a couple who were like, should I call somebody? Yeah. Uh, but no, it's so. I, what I would say about that. And I know you just had a you have a newborn and congrats yes. on that. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. It's it's a 
you have now started a timeline <laughs> where as they get older, there's going to be things you might be like, man, I wish I would have done that. So yeah. now you're, you're at a place now where try to avoid that as much as possible. And when I think of hmm. motorcycling for our family, uh, if I can, you know, we've got some cool bikes, cool old cafe racers and things like that, that they'll probably remember when they get older. But I'd like to think that when they're my age, you know, whether that's you know, 30 years old or 40, if they have photographs of oh, yeah. them, we went camping. And I have one boy who's putting together hot dogs on the tub of the sidecar. He's using it as a table. Yeah. And in the back rack, we put all our firewood on and yeah. rode into the campsite. And it's those kinds of things that now I, I, I have no regrets on that. You know, I, yeah. I took, to me, sidecars, it's, it's interesting when you look at them in the realm of motorcycling, they're not selfish. It's, it's something where you can take the dog, your yeah. wife, your kid, and it's about that that in between i think you touched on that and i think your audience would appreciate you know adventure it sometimes isn't about the destination it's about the journey there absolutely yeah, no definitely and yeah that's what, what we're all guys about. are developing and you're trying to get going with your audience is that there is a lot of things between here and wherever you're going that sometimes that's the bigger story than when you get to where you're going uh-huh. and with a sidecar, if you've seen some of our videos on Good Spark Garage, there's one about mountain bikes. So yep. my brother and I, we love mountain biking. So Casey welds up a hitch that we can put and mount a bike rack. So instead of taking the Suburban or the, the family Thruxter or whatever, Truckster, we, we hook the bikes up to the sidecars. And the yep. ride down to the trails is just as fun as the ride on the trails. Yeah, man. Well, and, and I saw that video and I was like, that is so awesome. Because one of the things too is when I was doing my research, like I said, three, four years ago, um, I, isn't it like 2,500 pounds that uh, you can fit on the on that rack? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. That might be a little optimistic. I, but I know I, it's in the thousands, you know, when you combine riders and cargo yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it might have been combined, but 2,500 pounds was, I'm pretty sure, and I can double check that here. But yeah, um, that that could hold. And I was like, that's, uh, I saw one of the pictures I'd, I'd seen uh, was this, this guy, and he went with him and his dog, and then he just had that rack on the back of the sidecar, yeah. just loaded up with all the camping gear, firewood everything you needed and and went on a drive um they have the all-wheel model uh which is the two wheels two-wheel drive mm-hmm. and then they have the the single wheel right that's right okay so the ct which is their one-wheel drive model and it has uh, fewer stuff on it racks and spare wheels and things like that. and then the gear up is the two-wheel drive model where the rear wheel of the motorcycle drives and then on demand so whenever you want it you can engage two-wheel drive to the sidecar wheel Oh wow! Oh, that's it's not crazy. always going. It's just when you're stuck, or when yeah. you, if you if you see a creek crossing up ahead, or a sandy pit, or something like that, you, you can engage it. Wow, so, that's awesome! So that's the awesome part too. Was there's a video that you have no clue about, <laughs> but I, I when I, I was watching a bunch of your videos, which are really good videos, um, and there was guys going across the river, <laughs> and oh, like yeah. uh, on these Ural, uh motorcycles. No way. And with these sidecars, and they're just cruising across these rivers uh, that are flowing. So like the, it's pushing them, but Man. they keep going, and they get across the river. Uh, and we're and I'm a saying, wide river. yeah, I'm saying no way you do that on two wheels. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, you topple no, it. It's, it's a river. It's straight up a river. Yeah, and, and, and it, it's super awesome to see. And that's you know going back to what you're talking about. Like that's that's one of the things that like really brought me to the Ural is the fact that you can do things and, and you're right. Like your, your kids are going to remember those things. Um, you know, our kids, uh, <clears throat> they remember every time we've gone camping, which hasn't been an, a bunch. <clears throat> uh, we've only been married for just over right. a year and we've gone a few times, probably like three or four times. Yeah. And that's like the highlight. Of right. I mean, that time. makes it so that every trip really counts and that's, it, it, that's all you really want. Exactly. And so I, mean, I can just, and that's one thing with the Ural is like you said, your son's fixing a hot dog on the sidecar. <laughs> Those are the pictures like, Oh yeah. I remember the Ural. Uh, it's, it's the same thing. Oh yeah. I remember the Honda express we had. Right, right. Like every one of my siblings can look back to that Honda express that we all took turns riding on the back of, <laughs> um, and you know, running to the old M and W grocery store that no yeah, longer exists. That's the thing. It's, it's, you know, it's not even about the performance of the machine. No, it's about that <laughs> escape. It's about that. Uh, I mean, honestly it is, it's therapeutic when yeah. you, if you have a stressful day or you need to get away for a little bit and take yeah. a long way home, you know, and it's, uh, 
it is it's a time for introspection yeah and in you know going back to i feel like what you guys' audience would be into is that that adventure aspect of creating an adventure on the way to your adventure yeah yeah but when you pull, pull in nostalgia so when you guys look at that motorcycle like I, I feel like we've been on them for enough years that we're getting so close to them we might take things for granted like i'd be curious to know what your guys is your perception when you see that cameron like when you look at a ural i mean does it scream like 1940s or does it is it something that is uh i mean watching the the soccer video no way you know i mean especially that red i mean it looks like a, a modern car i it i think any like sidecar um, with motorcycles kind of gives me that like a uh, goggles and like the brown yeah. helmet kind of, you know, in the scarf, like that kind of like era. Yeah. But I, I think that's more of a positive than a negative for me because it's, I think it's, it's yeah. like a muscle car, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Like, yeah. I mean, you have a newer, so t- Cameron drives a Dodge charger. Yeah. Dodge charger. Uh, Dodge charger, 2012 Dodge yeah. charger. It's a nice car, <laughs> but I would like, it's not as nice as the nineteen sixty, you know, right? Oh yeah, sixties yeah, yeah. muscle car right. Dodge Charger. It has cooler bells and whistles, and I kind of feel right, like it's right. the same thing with the Ural. Absolutely, is you get that vintage look with updated use. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. You know, and I because I'm I'm all about Chargers from any era. Yeah. I would love, <laughs> like American Muscle, my man. <laughs> and uh, we grew up with that. You know, I don't know if you guys saw on our website, we one of our shop trucks is a nineteen forty nine Dodge. Yeah. And it's a, that's amazing (laughs) but for us yeah that uh that nod to nostalgia you know what it means yeah right but with and that's the thing we went through that whole process of looking into urals and there's there are certain years if you go old or used you might want to look for you know like say uh 2010 and up would be good and then in 2014 they started you know efi the electronic fuel injection uh so then there's from that point up is going to be a little different and then in the last couple years i mean it's neat that you can have a visual footprint that looks so nostalgic, mm. but it's got such modern, Tech. you know, better quality gears inside, yeah. uh, suspension upgrades, and right. all those kinds of things. And you know, now they're they're 750 cc's, whereas if you go back to I think 2000, 2000, 2001, I forget when that when there, there was a crossover from 650. So they were a little anemic back then, you know, 55 <laughs> miles per hour is kind yeah. of where you sit comfortably. But now, you know, you can get up to 75 miles per hour. I mean, like, the, so the way we ride, um, if I take off my Ural marketing hat and I put on my, my just enthusiast helmet, yes, <laughs> I, I wouldn't hold 75 forever, you know, it, but if you need it to get around someone on a highway and jump sure. off onto a, a, an exit ramp or something like that, yeah. You, you could get up in and blend with traffic, but when you get off into the back roads, I mean, really, sixty-five is is moving pretty quick. But sixty is like this kind of comfortable. You're not thinking about am I getting the engine too hot or all these kinds of things. Yeah. And honestly, when you get into that groove, that's where you get into that kind of like your your moped days. Where yeah. It wasn't about how quick can I get from this point to that point. Right. It's, yeah. Hey, I wonder where that side road goes. Yeah, and then well, jump off and take it. Yeah, you know? that's, that's, that's totally state. that's totally how it was. Like I, I actually moved across the state of Idaho from Boise, which is you know metro area three hundred thousand, two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand. You're not going to say that you moved with the moped, right? I did. I took the moped with me. I didn't <laughs> no, no. drive it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. I just wanted I, to make sure you were I like didn't take that on the freeway. Did you um, see those videos every once in a while yeah. come out of like India? Yeah. It's like a tiny moped <laughs> with like a full yeah. two stories yeah. with a boxes strapped on <laughs> no, the back. No, I threw it in the <laughs> truck and 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 brought it over. But like I got out to uh, Idaho Falls, Idaho, which is maybe thirty seven thousand people. Uh, I explored a ton. I mean, that's, I didn't know anybody. So right. I, I started meeting a couple of people and then I, I would go around and I, I explored that area on my scooter. Um, and when I look at the Ural and that's the thing. So I've, I've been to Sturgis. I don't know if you've made it to Sturgis or not. I haven't yet. Nope. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, wow. Um, and there's a couple of things about the sidecar. Like, so one, like I know like uh, I think Honda Goldwing has a sidecar uh, and it looks straight out of like the early nineties where <laughs> I don't know. The Ford Explorer from the early '90s isn't that cool. Uh, like, a lot of the, a lot of the '90s stuff is kind of bland. Yeah, um, it's like they couldn't uh, move from. Yeah, it was right after like the '70s and '80s, so yeah. we really had to tone down the colors. <laughs> yeah, but we hadn't really found our groove yet. Yeah, on shapes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and and so like uh, the you know you go to you go to um, Sturgis and there's all these 
bikes and there's really cool bikes and there's other bikes so I'm like okay that's a bike for comfort it right. doesn't it doesn't look great but it looked comfortable sure um and then uh but like the ural i and the thing that attracts me to is i don't feel like like that's a bad thing to say like oh yeah you're not you're going to you know want to stay at 75 the whole time i don't look at the ural as a freeway bike i look at the ural as a right as a route 66 bike. Right. Like I want to, like I am so like passionate about, right. I want to take a look at Ural and I want to start in downtown Chicago and take route 66 all the way to Venice, uh, Venice, California and show <laughs> up, uh, show up on that Ural. Oh. I think it'd be an awesome ride and you're only going to be going 60. You know what I mean? Not only can you kind of chill and take your ride, but that sidecar, you know, if it was you by yourself, you could pack as much as you want, oh, as many yeah. clothes as you want, yeah. you know, each trunk space rack. <laughs> well, and that, and that's the thing is like, um, and, and that's what's cool about this, this thing is that the, with the rack the gear up one is the one I would be looking at because I, and like you said earlier, nuts. it's not a selfish bike where, you know, a lot of bikes is like, oh, I'm just gonna go out on my own. Uh, it's not fun to go out on my own. I, I would rather take somebody with me sure. and have them experience it with me. Um, but you can you can put your stuff on the on the rack there. And the cool thing about Route sixty six too, um, and it's foreshadowing a future episode here. <laughs> but I was talking to somebody who just got done doing it with the historical society, and there's so many offshoots of Route sixty six now because of um, the oh. the history of Route sixty six. And I mean, you're not going to do that with a car, but with a <laughs> with a motorcycle, right. it's like, hey, you know, what? I'm going to take off this offshoot and see what's out there, um, and see. I mean middle america is middle america you, you look at the the cell phone map and it's like you know you have these big cities new oh, york sure. dc uh, la <laughs> yeah and then everything in between is like a little cool <laughs> in the middle <laughs> exactly um and uh um the uh as one of my uh, favorite comedians said you know new yorkers <laughs> they <laughs> new yorkers they, they it's the east coast and then everything else is the Midwest. So, <laughs> and then LA. So, oh, man. Um, when uh, Ren and I first met, he said he was from Idaho, and I was like, "Oh, you know, what's the Midwest like?" And he's like, "We're not the Midwest." Yeah, we, we uh, <laughs> for those who get Iowa and Idaho mixed up, Idaho <laughs> is uh, right next to Oregon and Washington. We're yep. part of the Mountain West, um, and uh, we have mountains. <laughs> the Midwest is hilly, but uh, Look, and I flat. consider anything so, the Midwest that isn't the crust. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. That's and that's exactly yeah, right. what that joke was. So. But there's so much to explore in between there. And even, and that's the thing when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I, I always thought of it as this is my explore bike. So this is, I'm, I'm not taking the freeway. I'm mm. taking the back roads. So there's one freeway that goes, <clears throat> there's one freeway that goes through Idaho. Um, it's I-84 and it takes you from uh, Oregon to Wyoming, <laughs> like, uh, and then cuts down into Utah, um, turns into um, I-80. So like that whole that that's the one freeway and to get around Idaho, everything else is like these, um, back road highway roads. And, mm. uh, and that's, that's where I see this Ural being so much fun is, is going on these rides and really experiencing the road rather than trying to get from a to B in as fast as possible. Um, right. and I saw the video you had with, uh, taking your kids camping. Um, mm. and there were the pictures you had, sorry, it wasn't the video, it was pictures. Um, you guys have taking your kids uh, camping and I was just looking at it like, Oh, that'd be so much fun yeah, um, to do. And the things that you can do. Right. Like that, you said, I mean the storage, I yeah. mean, it's like the storage of a minivan. Well, yeah. And the places <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, go that you're, you know, aside from the racks, that trunk and it's a lockable trunk. You can oh. almost three. And so I got my full, my full face helmet and my son's two helmets. Both of them fit in that thing, but <laughs> you know, and, and inside there too, they've got a, I don't know if you've ever seen the toolkit for a year old, but it's, it's big, it's huge. It'll do, you know, I forget 80 to 90% of the work you need to do on the bike, you know? And so it's handy. And, you know, it's funny that we haven't had to use the toolkit, thankfully for our bikes, but there's been times where we've come up on motorcycles pulled on the side of the road and they've got uh, the back wheel off and they're like, Hey, I need a, I need a 12 millimeter. You got one. And then we can look and see if we've got, so we've used it for that several times. That's you know? awesome. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for part one of yeah. today's podcast. Part one. Yeah. Sorry uh, that we have to cut it uh, at this point. Yeah. It just Corey was, Corey's awesome as you guys have been listening. Yeah. Um, super awesome, awesome interview. 
I can't wait for us to be able to get a chance right. to get over there and hang out with those I guys. Mean, yeah, exactly. And uh, especially, you know, we already know he's willing to put up with, with us for more than an hour. I know, right? So that's a good sign. <laughs> yes. So, uh, no, or crazy tangents. Well, I'll just, you know, time out. Here's the, the halftime report. Oh, yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, um, I have not been able to stop thinking about Euro motorcycles <laughs> since since this uh, conversation, um, and so I've been checking them out. And uh, it's kind of funny because we've been emailing back and forth, Corey and I. And I also don't know if you saw yeah the email. He sent an email. He said, "Oh, by the way, yeah, he's like uh, <laughs> there." There's a uh, they have linked up with the American Motorcycle Association, uh, and with a five dollar minimum donation to the American Motorcycle Association, um, you are entered to win. Uh, the a, a a Ural gear up Ural like fully loaded and uh, Corey and Casey have got this thing set up um, and uh, pimped out for lack of a better term and um, definitely yeah so uh, that uh, December seventh is the um, the deadline for that I think right? is actually when they do the drawing oh okay cool um, and and so uh, I almost did not bring it to light to you guys because oh, yeah. I, I, I wanted to increase my chances because uh yeah so. that's how important these things are to him exactly so no um, but he overcame yes the selfish desire yes it's all about you guys so Aww. go check it out um i'm i'm doing it i'm gonna go do it and uh you know i think see if, i think my name might be used to enter twice yes for a certain yes, somebody I'm gonna make a donation in my name uh, a donation <laughs> in cameron's name a donation in ike's name yeah right there my, you go my new boy and uh each one <laughs> of the kids. the kids yeah yeah and siblings uh, you got a wife you got a oh, ton yeah. of family let's go through the family like here's five dollars here's five dollars. i think at a certain dollars. point you're gonna just be saving up for a euro <laughs> i know right seriously i'll cut it off at 40 bucks there you so. go there you go that's only <laughs> no. fair awesome well i i uh i'm excited for you guys to hear the rest of this interview so make sure you yeah. come back you tune in uh on monday yep and hear the rest of this uh if you if it's already past monday like, yeah just Load listen it up. to both of them next to each other. Yeah. Binge them. Um, you can even stop listening at this point to what we're talking about right now and just go to the next episode Oh, well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are going to miss out on all this cool stuff we have to end it with. I know, right? Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> no, actually, today it's, uh, you know, the day that we announced the winners uh, from our Gontrippin podcast uh, Instagram photo contest. Yeah, and I know I got... Do you, do you got... remember what it is this week? Do you, I, I, I'm going to test you out. Do you remember what it is? It was camping, right? Yes. Yes. It yes, was tents. Yes. Tent setups. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I know there's so many people at home like, man, they do these contests all the time and I'm so nervous. I don't want, I don't know if I should enter. Will they do another one? We will. Yeah. And you definitely should. Yeah, Wednesdays. Yeah. So every Wednesday. Tune in Wednesdays. Uh, you can go to gontrepreneurpodcast.com. Uh, click on the Instagram link there. Yeah. Um, you can actually click and see the winners um, on uh, the post. Oh. Um, and uh, from today's. So, Without further ado, uh, we have the highlighted uh, winners from the Gone Trippin' underscore camping photo challenge. Uh, first, we have uh, Lars Hawk, at Lars Hawk. Um, and then we have uh, the at Real Max Steve. Um, and then uh, Ma at Mama Holyoke. Hey, I know that name. Oh, yeah? Uh, one of my friends back in Idaho. Oh, very nice. Uh, uh, she's awesome. Uh, and then Holy Oak. Wait, Holy, Holy, Holy Oak. Holy, Holy, Holy Oak. I think that might be her daughter. <laughs> and then that's the runner a great up. name. Yeah. So runner up is at Lars Hawk. He had two oh. uh, that made it in the tops. Um, and the winner is at Pick Tim Pressions. Picked, Pick Tim Pressions. Pick Tim Pressions. So at Pick Tim Pressions. Yeah. So check it out on the site. Yeah. GontrippinPodcast.com. Uh, see the winners. Go follow some of their awesome work. Um, and enter the next one. See yeah. what the next one's going to be. You can um, definitely win it. You don't have to be a you brand got the new. stuff. It doesn't have to be a brand new picture. Nah. Hey, you were up, uh, you know, at the lake and, or you, uh, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Bring that picture. Sometimes up. those old pictures are like the coolest ones because you can like, like, oh man, that's what Coke cans used yeah, to look like. You exactly. Know? Well, and it's, it's one of those things, you know, actually, if you looked at the uh, post today, um, it has a picture of me on my retro scooter. Oh man. And, uh, that's from like 10 years ago. I mean, so, and I have to say, uh, 
I would be too embarrassed to post a picture of me on that scooter. So I, I think me? you're, I think you're a stronger man than me. Wrong. That's I what I'm saying. On the back. So I, right sure. I mean, I'm just yeah. impressed. My wife was willing to post a look, picture. I don't know what you have there. five sisters. <laughs> I don't know what they all look like. It's, it's not one of my sisters. Uh-huh. Yeah. She wasn't that. No, showing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, you can always go back. If you don't have any of those pictures, uh, there's just more reason to go out and find something. Yeah, got to go so, take them. Yeah. So. You want to win those contests. Exactly. Got to up those numbers, baby. I know, right? <laughs> so. Well, thank you for tuning in for the part one of the episode. Yeah, um, part one. And uh, check out yeah. part two. We'll be right back. Yeah, you don't want to miss this it. weekend. Yeah, so enjoy. Con trippin' my wagon near and I Con trippin' readin' the road signs Con trippin' one playlist at a time Con trippin' odometers tickin' My mountain dew and a Red Bull sippin' I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sittin' home wishin' Cause I, I, I am gone Tripping